I ended up spending the whole day getting ready for the day. It's not about the hour you get up. It's about what you do with the hours that you are up. There is a time and place for everything. Welcome to another episode of the Tokyo Power Twenties podcast. I'm your friend Kitty, as in Hello Kitty. Here you'll find all the tools you need to go through the quarter life crisis. Let's make these years count. As you guys can see, we are doing my morning routine, my 5 a.m. morning routine. Sun didn't even rise, and I'm already sweating. The only sound surrounding me is the light buzz in the air, telling me that the world is waking up along with me. So, morning routines. Everyone from Bill Gates to Tim Cook to Oprah to countless YouTubers start their day with a routine, and it feels like they always manage to do fifteen different things before their breakfast. The polls have been tailed, and the results are in. A morning routine is a key ingredient if you are a high achiever. If you ever want to be wildly successful, or is it? I've been obsessed with morning routines since stumbling across a webinar about how to maximize your mornings. Last year, one of my resolutions was to get up at five, ambitiously aim to join the exclusive five a.m. club. Yeah. That book is still on my nightstand, and build the so-called perfect morning routine. I dreamt of crafting the picture-perfect start to my day. Did I master that routine? Not even close. How many days did I stick to it? Maybe three to four days. A few days turned into a week. A week turned into two weeks. Two weeks became forever. And as the days slipped by, my self-esteem slipped with them. I began to question why I was sabotaging my own goals, which was soon followed by feelings of guilt, failure, and downright frustration. And the few times I did manage to rise to the break of dawn, by 4 p.m., I was a walking zombie. I felt crap, and I was really struggling to concentrate at work. On weekends, if I tried to do so many things early in the morning, it felt like I ended up spending. More time getting ready for the day than actually enjoying it. So in today's episode, we'll dissect the myth surrounding those famous morning routines, shine light on how they might be denting our productivity, and explore how to genuinely kickstart our mornings. Myth number one: We have to get up early to have a great morning. Rising early isn't the only answer. You've heard it time and time again. To have a productive morning, you need to be up before the sun. Well, it's not about the hour you get up. It's about what you do with the hours that you are up. We've all seen those YouTube videos, right? The ones where the alarm rings, showing a time that feels too early for any human being to be up. Honestly, every time I watch a video like this, I felt a Mini heart attack just from that jarring ringtone. According to the book Why We Sleep, some people are of morning types, and these people make about forty percent of the entire population. They prefer to wake up at or around dawn, 
are happy to do so and and function optimally at this time of day. I firmly believe my dad, who wakes up at 5 a.m. naturally every day, is one of them. Others are evening types, and they count for about 30 percent of the whole population. They naturally prefer going to bed late and subsequently wake up late the following morning and even in the afternoon. I firmly believe my mom, who goes to sleep when my dad wakes up, is one of them. And the remaining thirty percent of people lie somewhere in between morning and evening types, with a slight leaning towards eveningness, like myself, who enjoys a combination of genes from both morning type and evening type from my parents. When a night owl is forced to wake up too early, their prefrontal cortex remains in a disabled, quote unquote, offline state. Like a cold engine after an early morning start, it takes a long time before it warms up to operating temperature, and before that, it will not function effectively. If the morning routine hasn't been working for you, just let it go, celebrate its release, and create your own subscription that's easy, feels good, supports your own unique self on the pathway to success, and more importantly, cater to your own morning or evening type. In the article "Myth of Morning Routine," the author said, "I know multiple millionaires who don't start work until three in the afternoon. I know others who are still awake and working on their most important project at half past two in the morning, and they don't get up until noon. There is no reason to force yourself into a morning routine that doesn't fit your lifestyle. Why try to fit a square pack into a round hole?" Just because a trending life coach on social media suggests an early start doesn't mean it's a golden ticket for everyone. Some of us are simply wired differently, and our 11 a.m. start might be their 5 a.m. The bottom line: listen to your body, ensure you're getting the rest you need, and when you're up, whether that's at dawn, noon, or dusk, make those hours count. <laughs> Number two, perfection isn't the key. Intention is. You might identify as a morning person, and yet that doesn't automatically grant you a flawless morning. A perfect morning is not a magic formula for the rest of the day. We can have a perfect morning and end up having a crappy day. We can have a crappy morning but end up having an amazing day. We treat our morning routines as a checklist of chores. Sometimes, meditation check, yoga check, reading check, jogging, journaling, juicing check, check, check. These things are great, but they can also be an unnecessary distraction from your most important work. It's like brushing your teeth. You know, does brushing your teeth prevent cavities? No, not necessarily. It's all about how you brush your teeth, the frequency you brush it, and what you're putting into your mouth. Case in point, I once tried jogging at dawn, like first thing in the morning, which only left me drained, constantly watching the clock, and anxious about the day's looming tasks. I later shifted my runs to the late afternoons, a freshening break that recharged me for the evening. The result. Longer runs and a more focused mind. So, just as the old saying goes, there is a time and place for everything. 
Your mornings shouldn't be about cramming in productivity. They should be centered on intention. The only time I was able to get up at 5 a.m. every day for over a month was when I was preparing for the GMAT, the exam to take if you want to go to a nice,、uh, I mean, a good business school in the United States. So at that time, I I woke up and watched the grammar lessons from Ron on a Chinese social media platform, a video platform called Bilibili. Uh, interesting name, but it has all the amazing videos from calculus to GMAT. So that was my first thing in the morning, even before washing my face or brushing my teeth. It was because the exam is already booked. It was quite expensive, and in the morning I needed to take classes. I was a full-time student then, right? I was a junior. In the afternoon, I needed to do an internship at a startup. At night, I needed to finish assignment and do some student work, aka endless meetings, because I was the president of the student union at that time. So early mornings are the only time I could do that course. At that time, I was driven. I was motivated, determined, and didn't care whether I do other things in the morning. And luckily, I passed that exam in the first attempt. As Boring as those mornings may sound, they were actually the best ones I've ever had, because that's when I laser focused my attention on what I want to achieve. It's all about intention. So if hitting the gym sets the right tone for a day, go for it, and don't fret about the book you didn't read or the meditation session you skipped. Studying for an exam like me. Devote the prime hour to your notes and shelf the guilt about missing a workout. Engaged in a meditation challenge, sit, breathe, and immerse yourself in that experience without stressing about your untouched textbooks. It all boils down to current intentions and priorities. Spreading yourself too thin, especially during those precious morning hours, can be counterproductive. Attempting to juggle every must-do can leave you achieving none of them to the best of your ability. Remember, in the quest to do everything, you might end up doing nothing of real value. Another way of finding the morning routine for you is to focus on feelings. Figure out how you want to feel first, then engage in activity that will promote that feeling. Feeling first, activity second. Figure out how you want to feel first, and then engage in activity that will promote that feeling. It is absolutely true that all success is eighty percent psychology and twenty percent mechanics, and equally true that if you're hammering a square pack into a round hole, something's going to get bent out of shape. If you're trying to force yourself to do something because you believe it's going to lead to success, but doing it constantly creates a sense of Dread, resentment, and protest in your gut. Then just stop doing it. It's not meant for you. It's not consistent. You're not gonna be the imagined person that's not really you. If you start exercising regularly but exhausts you to do it every day, perhaps this means a slower approach is better for you. On the other side, if every time you take it slowly and you don't feel challenged and stopped exercising, a more direct approach is better. 
Listening to yourself and your needs will always give you the best idea of how to approach your routines. Want to try out a new hobby? Give it an hour in the morning. Want to be a more spiritual person? Spend that time praying or meditating. Just want to get more sleep and more rest? There is no harm in it. Your morning should be about what you need most. There is no one size fits all morning routine. It's your time, and it should reflect your needs, your aspirations, and the incremental actions that move you closer to where you want to go. It's your time, and it should reflect your needs, your aspirations, and the incremental actions to move closer to who you want to be. Number three, it's okay to break your routine. Some mornings you wake up before your alarm and spend three hours dominating your first objective with unwavering focus. That's great, but not every day will be like that, and it doesn't have to be. Success isn't about massive leaps; it's about those little steps, the small wins that we take day to day and we celebrate day to day. So, for instance. I have had those mornings, you know,、um, the ones after YouTube binge or too many Netflix episode. I test news more times than I'd like to admit. I think my record is fifteen、um, or sixteen times, but I'm very confident that I will break this record in the future. <clears throat> Sorry, off track. On days like that, I would drag myself out of bed, skip the whole morning routine, and. Just grab my bag and rush to work, and you know what? Even if you don't wash your face, people won't really notice. Yeah, is that something okay to say in a podcast? And on a day like that, I will normally miss the tram that I need to take by one or two minutes. What I will do then is not to just wait for the next one. Obviously, I will wait for the next one, but during the waiting time. I will go to the reception of my previous company.、Um, for those who have been listening to this podcast for a while, you might know I have changed my job in July, and my previous company's office is just in my neighborhood, five minute walk. Yeah, get jealous. <laughs> and the reception gentleman in the in the office building is called Calling, and we became really good friends during the time I was there. As my colleagues used to ask, "How did you become?" As my colleagues used to ask, "How did you become Colin's favorite?" So after I left the company, I told Colin that I live very close to the office, and I'll still drop by and say hi sometimes. So that's what I will do on a morning like that. Who cannot say a morning with a smile to a note friend is a bad one just because you haven't done any of your routines? For me, I used to think that if I break my routine even once, the entire progress is ruined. I have to start over, and I'll never be the morning person or the person I want to be. And this is simply not true. If you miss a day or two of your routine, the sky won't fall. Routines are ideally something that helps you focus, that makes you relaxed and happy, and that gives you some sort of pleasure. At the start of your day, so breaking your routine for a day doesn't really change how it can benefit your life. Having a quick chat with a friend 
That can be a great morning, a quiet cup of coffee, another win. Maybe you're jamming to your favorite song. Perfect. Or just drop by and say hi to old friends. Is a morning good enough? While mornings are not magical, they are a potential solution and a great place to start. It can be as simple or aesthetic as you want it to be. You can wake up at five a.m., nine a.m., or eleven a.m. Whatever it is, wherever you are in your life, do what makes the most sense to you. It's to help us feel feel at peace, calm, and grounded. So that we can carry the present throughout our day, not to be super stressed and anxious the first thing we wake up. So, with all that being said, how can we craft our ideal routine? Designing a routine that aligns with our energy and life is like crafting our personal magic spell. And inspired by Rowena's YouTube video, here's a little guide to help you find your rhythm. Step number one: We can start with brainstorming our desires. Grab a pen and a piece of paper, and then jot down every habit or activity you've ever considered incorporating into your routine or say your life. Dream big and don't censor yourself. If it pops into your mind, get it on the paper. This is your space. After you get a list of all these activities that you want to do, the second step is to mark your must dos. So now sift through your list and highlight those non-negotiables. Maybe it's your morning meditation. Maybe it's a quick stretch, or maybe that's a cup of coffee that you. Can't do without. I remember there was a scavenger hunt game in my previous team, and there was a question: show something you cannot live without. And our tech lead just showed a cup of coffee. So these are your core pillars. Then we can move on to making our energy led routines. It's not always sunshine and rainbows, and that's okay. We often have fluctuating energy levels, so it makes sense to have different routines tailored to different vibes. And according to the video, we can try to have two or three types of morning routines with different energy levels. Starting with low energy mornings, that's when you only do your non-negotiables. Simplicity is the key. Perhaps it's just about hydrating yourself. You know, drinking a bottle of a bottle of water. <laughs> Maybe let's say、um, it's reading like three pages of a book or. Do a one or two minute meditation session. Think about these routines as cozy, easy mornings where you're gentle with yourself. Examples include、uh, sip on a warm drink, listen to a calming playlist, lie stretching, etc., etc., etc. And the next level is mid energy mornings. That's more like a balanced blend. This is when you have the energy to do more than basics, but aren't bursting into that. So maybe you want to do a fifteen-minute workout. Maybe you want to do some journaling, or maybe you want to spend some time and cook a wholesome breakfast for yourself. And the last type is high-energy mornings. It's about unleashing our power and try to really put. Most of things we want to do. So these mornings are when we are feeling on the top of the world. 
dive into a high intensity workout, plan out your entire week or deep dive into personal growth. It can be a high intensity hit session. It can be writing your morning pages, and it can even be a creative endeavor like painting or writing early in the morning. Remember, every day is different. Sometimes you bounce between those energy states within a week or even a day, and that's cool. Embrace it. That's seasons of life. Remember, your past isn't a rigid, unchanging state. It's a Beautiful, evolving state that alters as you grow and change. Some days your best might be just getting out of bed, and on others it might be conquering the mountain. Whichever it is, always remember it's more than enough. Morning routines are not about chasing an elusive sunrise, mimicking someone else's morning routines, and hitting a prescription. List of activities. That's your personal symphony to welcome a new day. Whether it's hitting the snooze button or just saying hi to a note friend or diving into a power-packed sequence of activities when you're feeling on top of the world, it's about embracing what feels right for you at that moment. Let's shift the narrative from achieving an ideal morning to creating the day in a way that feels genuine to where you are and what you need. Remember, every morning presents a new opportunity, not for perfection, but for authenticity. Here's to crafting mornings that resonates with the heart and energize the soul. Until next time, rise and truly shine on your terms. This is for today's episode of a toolkit for our twenties podcast. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. You can also follow the channel on Instagram, toolkit for our twenties. The link can be found in the show notes. If you like what you've been hearing today, I encourage you to follow the show and please leave a review. Tell me what you love about this episode, which is your favorite episode, or what you want to hear me talk about in the future. I'm your friend Kitty, as in Hello Kitty. Have a good rest of your day, and I'll see you in the next episode.